Welcome to another podcast episode on my Language Facilitation Helpline show. This is Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com, and today I'm sharing my Swapping the Prompting Challenge. This challenge has been taken by hundreds of my followers on Facebook and YouTube, and I receive daily testimonials from parents who have seen new joint attention and focus in just one week. And many parents heard new unprompted spoken language. So I wish you all the best as you take on the Swapping the Prompting Challenge. I have learned from working for 30 years that prompting children to say words and repeat words does not actually teach them to use natural language. And when parents quit prompting and replace those strategies with language facilitation, their kids start talking. Instead of just saying, stop prompting, I'll see you next week, I'm gonna tell you what to do instead. I have identified typical prompting habits that I have observed in parents who work with me in my programs. These are the most common prompting habits that parents have. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you the habit and then I'm going to tell you the replacement strategy because these habits are actually strategies that parents are using to try to get their kids to say more words. All right. Strategy number one, one of the most common strategies that parents do to try to get their kids to say words is by asking them a lot of yes, no questions. It's a way that parents try to figure out what children are saying and get them to give them some kind of a nod or a a head shake to confirm that the child understood the parent so the parent can comply. It looks like the parent holding the phone saying, do you want the phone? Do you want a drink? Do you want, do you have, do you anything? Though those yes, no questions. The first thing you need to understand about questions at all is that late talkers can't answer questions. Parents ask kids late talkers questions for the same reason that they ask talkers questions to try to get that person to talk to them. If I were in a conversation with my girlfriend and we were having lunch together, I would prompt her to engage in conversation with me by asking her a question. I'd say, do you like your salad? Or isn't this restaurant cool? Or something like that. That would be a yes, no response. And a talker will respond not necessarily with a yes or a no. They might say yes, but then a talker will offer their opinion on top of it. So are you enjoying your salad? The talker might say, yes, it's yummy, or no, they put the wrong dressing, or whatever. We ask people questions when we try to prompt them to have conversation and give us words. But that only works with people who actually know how to use language. It doesn't work with late talkers because late talkers don't know how to use language. So asking your late talker any questions at all is just your way of trying to prompt them to say words. So asking your child a yes, no question is not going to help them do it. And most of the time, this is what's kind of crazy about this strategy that parents don't realize. When you're asking your child a yes, no question, usually you're just stating the obvious. So 
you're standing there holding an ice cream cone and you say to your child, do you want this ice cream cone? Hoping that they'll say ice cream or yes or ice cream please or whatever. But it's a pretty obvious answer if you're standing there holding an ice cream and the child is hungry and loves ice cream. So that's why the child doesn't understand why are you even asking me this question? Of course I want the ice cream. You can see it in the expression on my face. Most parents are used to reading nonverbal kids expression on their face. So if you're holding something and saying, do you want this? And the child's smiling at you, then why do they have a need to say a word? It's just an extra effort for them to try to say the word. So if you are in the habit of asking your child yes, no questions, especially about things that are totally obvious, here is the strategy you use to switch it. This is the, the swap strategy. Instead of asking your child the yes, no question, give them the answer or tell them what they want because it's obvious that they want it. This is a great ice cream. You look like you're ready to eat ice cream. You want this ice cream. I have an ice cream. Here it is. Because most of the time, you're just going to give the child the ice cream anyway and you're trying to prompt them to say the words. So that's the next strategy, actually. So this yes, no strategy number one that you're going to swap is if you're asking your child yes, no questions, you're just going to state the obvious thing that the question was asking. Do you want the cookies, even if they're holding the cookies, and the child just nods, and they're not saying anything, and then they're, they're trying to prompt the yes or the no. Do you want the cookies, yes or no? And then the kid will say, do you want the cookies, yes or no? Like they won't, they'll try to imitate the whole thing. They're trying to imitate everything that you're saying. They're not understanding how to answer the question. So the way you swap it is by just giving them the answer. You want an ice cream, here's an ice cream. You know, people will say, are you playing with your bear? While the child's sitting there playing with the bear. Are you playing with your bear? Well, of course they're playing with their bear. You're sitting there watching them and the child looks at you because you're looking at them, staring at them, asking them a yes, no question about what they're actually doing. The child's gonna think you're crazy. Do you not have eyes? Can you not see that I'm sitting here playing with my bear? Don't do it. Just state the obvious. You are playing with your bear. That's a cute bear. Talk about the bear. Don't ask your child if they're doing it. Stop that prompting. Replace it with the statement. Strategy number two is you ask your child to expand their words that they do say into sentences. You have the cookies. You say, do you want a cookie? Your child says cookie. And you say, okay. Say, I want cookie or cookie, please or give me cookie. Or maybe your child just says cookie and you say, oh, you want the cookie? Say cookie, please. You know, just like that sort of expanding. The child doesn't understand why they have to expand their words into saying something else. If they're using a single word to get something, go ahead and give it to them because they have communicated their language. If you shut down the child by not complying with the words that they're saying, it confuses them and makes them not understand why they're saying words in the first place. I used to say a cookie and the cookie arrived. Now I say cookie and the cookie doesn't arrive and I have to do something else. Now I have to say, I want cookie. Because remember, 
prompting a child to say a word in exchange for a thing is just a behavior. It's not a real language. And your child is just trying to guess which verbal behavior, which speech words are supposed to come out in order for the cookie to fall. So if your child is coming to you to say cookie, if they want cookie, talk about the cookie. You can say, oh, you want a cookie. Here is a cookie. Just by you acknowledging and saying out loud, offer your child the words for the things that they're asking for. In the expanded way, it's called recasting. So child says, cookie. You say, oh, you want a cookie. Here is your cookie. It's a chocolate cookie. That's how you modify that strategy. Don't ask the question. Don't ask the child to expand. Respond to what they're saying with natural language. They need to hear your responses to their requests, even if it's only a single word. Prompt number three that you can swap is that you withhold objects until your child says a word. So this is the same kind of as before where if your child isn't saying any words at all and they come to you and they point or they bring you the thing or they drag you there or whatever it is, they put your hand on it to show you that they want something and you take that thing and hold it and say, Okay, you want the cookie, say cookie. This You need to stop this strategy and swap it with just giving your child the words for the things that they tell you non-verbally that they want. If your child takes your hand and puts it on your phone, indicating that they want your phone, that's the words you say. Oh, you want my phone. Here is the phone. That's the words you tell them. Don't try to prompt and pull it. I know it seems like you're not doing anything and you're not getting words out of your child, but remember, prompting is a blockage. It blocks the natural talking. Your child needs to hear you responding back and forth and using natural talking. So if you stop, withholding objects from your child and just label the object when your child touches it in a phrase that says want ball you want ball you want whatever the child is telling you just give them the words oh you want x and give it to them next strategy is you use fill in the blank phrases like the cow says or wink twinkle twinkle little or things like that, those fill in the blank things. Instead of doing those strategies, which prompt a child to just say that word, when you're singing the songs or the rhymes or doing those things, don't stop. Just teach them phrase by phrase by phrase. It's a lot of the ways that the preschool sing-along songs on the YouTube do. They teach the kid to sing a line and then the, the video sings a line. Or you'll hear one person sing a line and then a bunch of kids echo that so the kids hear it back and forth. That's how you can teach kids songs. But the idea is once your child learns the song, if your child has heard it 500 times, they know it in their head. Stop breaking it up. Just sing the song because you like it. Sing the whole song. Sing it start to finish. Don't stop. Don't prompt your kid to say words. That's how you're going to swap that strategy. No more cutted sentence. 
always say the whole thing because your child is listening to you and you don't want them to hear fragmented, cut apart sentences like the cow says. You want them to hear sentences like the cow says moo. If you're modeling that and you're teaching that, then do it. And here's the other thing. If your child already knows that the cow says moo and they've already done it a whole bunch of times, then move past it and just talk about cows and talk about the things that they do. Quit trying to teach your kids to say over and over the things they already know. Focus on teaching them how to use those words functionally. They don't need to learn more vocabulary from you. They need to learn how to use it. And when you stop prompting them to say the words they know over and over again, that's when they learn how to use it because they listen to you modeling natural language instead of this questions and prompts and fill in the blank sentences and stuff. You have to talk normally to your child if you want your child to listen and learn how normal talking sounds. All right, next strategy is you um, say single words and have your child repeat them over and over again or even one time. So you're like, oh, this is my nose, say nose. Anytime you tell your child to say words and you repeat them after you, stop that strategy. If you want to teach your child a word that they don't know, then you teach them what that, that word is. This is a nose, it's my nose, isn't it cute? Look at my nose, I'm wiggling my nose, and you demonstrate what a nose is. That's how you teach a child a new vocabulary word. You don't teach them by making them say the word over and over again. You talk about that thing and what it is and what it does and what it looks like and what color it is. That's how you teach a child what a word is if you're teaching new vocabulary. So no more, this is a nose, say nose. No more flashcards, piles of flashcards where a child says each word once or each time three times or five times or eight times. Not with a nonverbal child. Never do any of that because it's not natural talking. And remember, in order for your child to learn natural talking, they have to hear natural talking. What's this, what's this, what's this, what's this is not natural talking. Look at that cool brown bear over there. That's natural talking that has real words that your child can listen to and hear, even though they know what the brown bear looks like. So that's what you need to do. You really need to always focus on the kind of language that, you know, is necessary for your child to hear. So use the natural language. Don't use these prompt-based things. All right, let's see. Next one is you sing the same songs over and over and over and get your child to learn the words and phrases in the songs. So I know that children love to listen to songs over and over again and they memorize them and then they learn to say those things. So maybe it's only lines from songs or movies or things like that. Their own, that's the only thing they're saying. Those are things they're learning for entertainment value. They're not even using them to request. They might even try to use them as requests as an echolalia thing. But um, really singing the same songs over and over and over and over again is not helping your child learn natural language. However, here's how you swap that strategy. You swap it into singing songs that you make up yourself about the stuff that you do. So instead of singing Baby Shark a hundred times, even though your child loves the Baby Shark, take the Baby Shark tune and make up songs about what you're doing in your house. Eat your lunch, yum, yum, yum. All those parodies that they see, that you see them do, 
that's how you, if your child loves music, use the same tunes and make up parodies about the stuff in your house. So use the Baby Shark tune or the Old McDonald tune and talk about getting dressed. Talk about your dog. Talk about going to school. Talk about whatever. Just make up silly words using the tunes of the songs that your child likes to talk about your everyday activities. That's how you're going to swap up that prompting strategy. And then the last one is you ask your child to name pictures or objects. And I already talked about that. Instead of naming a bunch of things, you're going to teach your child words by talking about the word. So you teach one word or concept at a time, like jumping. If you want to work on jumping, then you jump. Look at the dog jump. Look at pictures of jumping, people jumping in books. Notice it all over the place so that your child can learn what jumping is by more than just saying that word over and over and over again and prompting them. And so if you are using prompting in your house, any of those things, asking questions, um, getting your kids to say words, withholding objects, any of them, my challenge to you as a language facilitator parent is to, for seven full days, completely stop all of your expectations for your child to say word eliminate them. Never wait for your child to say a word ever. Just give them the things that they point to, they want to, whatever, and your responsibility is to shift your talking and not prompt them to say words, but give them the words instead. To really meet this challenge, the best way to do it is to choose up to three 20 to 30 minute periods in your day. My favorites are when you wake up in the morning, bath time, and car ride time. So if you commute anywhere or you go anywhere, so three that's three things that usually happen every day. I don't recommend meal time because there, there's other stuff going on with your mouth. You know, foot, you can't really practice talking while you're feeding your face. So meal time's not a great one to start with, but those three, 20 to 30 minutes, Pick out the times, plan it ahead. You're like, okay, tomorrow I'm starting my challenge. First period of time is when I'm getting my child dressed in the morning. I am going to refrain from prompting and have no expectations of my child to talk this entire 20 to 30 minute period. Give them whatever they point to, let them lead you around, just talk about the experience. Three times a day if you can do it, right? If your child's very heavily prompt dependent, what's gonna happen is they're gonna stop talking. You're going to hear less from your child because they're prompt dependent. They say words a lot because you prompt a lot. And when you stop prompting, they're going to stop saying words. Don't freak out. This is what you want. Because remember, saying those words over and over again, that does not teach natural talking. It's behavior. It's not natural language. In order to let the natural language come out of your child, you have to stop trying to pull it and you have to model the appropriate language. So this switching, the swapping the prompting, that's why we call it swapping, because you're still gonna facilitate language, but you're not gonna pull it out of your child, you're just gonna model it for them. And if you stop this prompting stuff for one week, if you do it every day for a week, you will see a change in your child. They will start to look at you more, they will start to listen to you more, and they may even start to spontaneously imitate words.
without you even asking. If your child is imitating words sometimes, they're gonna start talking like crazy. They're gonna love looking at you, they're gonna look at your face more, they're gonna try to get you to say more words. Because the thing is, and this is the secret that all of you need to know, and that's why this prompting challenge is so effective. Share it with anybody you know who is prompting their kid to say words. If you're a grandma and your child's doing it, whatever. Because this really works. And in fact, the clients in my program, the people who are working with me in my face-to-face -face programs, they always start out this way. And when they fall back into old habits and start prompting, their kids actually talk less. You know, they, they, their natural speech goes out the window and they go fall back into these need-based language. But when parents stay firm, to being conscious about eliminating these behaviors from your language facilitation efforts, your children will focus and learn language from you because they're already wired to do it. If you've heard any of my videos before, you've heard me say this lots of times. Children are naturally, this is how our brains have evolved. We're naturally wired to learn language from our parents. That's how I learned language. That's how talkers learned how to talk. They learned how to talk from their parents. Your late talkers still can learn from you. You've just got this prompting in the way of them learning natural language from you the way natural language works. So that's what you have to do, all right? So that's the end of the strategies for the swapping the prompting challenge. I hope all of you, as many of you can do this, you will see a difference. You will see a difference if you do it. But you have to challenge yourself to be consistent and stop that other prompting. Because unless you stop it, your kids will fall right back into prompt dependence. And many, many kids, if your child is in ABA therapy at all, if they've ever had any ABA therapy, they have been prompted however many hours they've been in that therapy. If they've been in six hours a week, 20 hours a week, you know, whatever. They've been prompted that entire time. And if you're prompting at home on top of that prompting, that's a set mindset in your child is they're waiting for someone to get them to talk. When you stop, they have to switch on their language learning and ha learn how language works. You empower your child to use their own brain to learn language from you, and they like it because they want to. Almost all late talkers desperately want to talk, but nobody's teaching them. Everybody's just prompting them to say words. If you stop prompting them to say words, they will learn to talk naturally. They always do. You can try it right here. Thanks for listening in today. Please share this podcast episode with anybody you think can benefit. And remember, there are tons of resources across my Waves of Communication platform to help you get started today on your language facilitation journey. There's more than 200 free videos on YouTube, a daily blog in my group on Facebook, my book, If It Isn't Fun, It Isn't Fun, Teach Your Child to Talk Faster Than Speech Therapy is available on Amazon and Audible, and my coaching programs. And all the details are on my website at wavesofcommunication.com. Of course, I'll be back next week with more information and strategies to help you continue on your language facilitation journey. Bye for now.